Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Have you ever been anxious, scared? You know, some things I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of most live animals. Dogs freak me out, though I have my own dog. Spiders. I'm bald, so anything that's flying around my head that has claws that can land on my head, those also freak me out. But I'm also afraid of the future. I'm also afraid of what's going to happen to me. I mean, if I stop and think about all the things that could kill you or that could happen to you, you get freaked out and scared, right? You could. The word for that is anxiety. And I've been anxious. And others I know have been anxious. In fact, anxiety is the number one mental illness in the U.S. as of 2022. And I'm sure it's true in 2023 as well. We are an anxious people. We are an anxious nation. And so it's okay if you feel anxious. There's a lot of people out there who feel anxious. But the Apostle Paul, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, he says, Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Like I said, that's a good verse to remember. If you struggle with anxiety, right? Philippians 4, 6 through 7. But it's not easy. It's not easy not to be anxious. And we're going through the life of Jesus as told by Matthew. Well, today's story, today's story will show you how the disciples struggled. They struggled with anxiety even after seeing a miracle. It was still hard to trust. It was still hard to trust Jesus. Well, let me tell you a story from the book of Matthew, chapter 14. And if you remember that Jesus had just heard that one of his best friends, one of his companions growing up, was now dead. It was John the Baptist. He was killed in the most gruesome way. He had his head chopped off, and a young woman put it on a platter, prompted by her mother, and presented it to King Herod. Bizarre. Wicked. And sad. And I think that must have been tough news for Jesus to hear. So Jesus got into a boat, rode off to be alone. That's all we know. That's all it says in Matthew 14 is that Jesus rode off to be alone. You know, I think it's interesting that Jesus needed some alone time after he found out about the death of his good friend, John the Baptist. And I just want to say, I don't think it's wrong to have alone time. Sometimes when you hear bad news, you know, we might need to follow our Lord's example and get away. But he didn't get away, I don't think, to just throw a pity party. I think Jesus had alone time and he got away from others to pray. That's what his model seems to have been, to consistently go away to pray and to seek the Father. And it says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, that during his earthly life, 
He offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears, and I bet he was crying, crying today. Well, Jesus was gone, praying to the Father. But the masses of people, they didn't care that Jesus was sad. No, they didn't care that Jesus was grieving. No, hey, I have a broken foot that needs healing, and I've got a migraine that needs fixing. So the Bible says the people, the masses of people began to walk around that lake. They walked and walked until they found where Jesus was. Again, Jesus was probably on some remote spot on the lake, but I bet he could hear the people calling out for him. He could see the people wondering where he was. And the people found him. And the people, the masses, were demanding. Now, if it were me, I'd tell them all, go away. I need some alone time. I lost my good friend. I need a break. Leave me alone. But not Jesus. Not Jesus. What? He does, the Bible says, is he shows them compassion. He shows them compassion in the face of their selfishness. The Bible says that seeing the crowds, Jesus had compassion on them. Matthew 14, verse 14, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd, had compassion on them, and healed their sick. Get compassion even though he was probably mentally and physically exhausted. Even though he could have used more time to grieve, Jesus decided to put all that aside to serve these undeserving people. Compassion. Now the word Matthew uses here for compassion literally means to have great affection. Great affection for, to love. In the face of selfish behavior, Jesus responded with love. You know, I wish I could do that. I wish when I'm faced with selfish behavior, I could respond with compassion. But often I respond with anger, a lecture, going away, me time. I tend to get angry, not Jesus. He responded with compassion. So what did Jesus do? Well, he met these people where they were at, and he began to heal them. He healed Fred's broken foot, Marge's bad back and sciatica. He kept healing and healing and healing and doing miracle after miracle after miracle. Now, I wonder, maybe the disciples all worked together to get the crowd of people in a nice straight line so Jesus could meet with each one individually. Or maybe they simply tried to protect Jesus in the middle of the mass and press of the crowd. Hey, back off, right? You're next. Hey, hey, all right, back off. You're next. You're next. Back off. Take it out. You know, I don't know how the disciples took care of Jesus. But after healing and doing miracles all day and in the late afternoon, there came a point where it was was supper time and the people had to eat so the disciples came to jesus and asked him if they could send the people to the towns so they could find food to eat by sending them away the people could eat and jesus could catch a break maybe and maybe even take a, a power nap or two or they could all sneak out of there and avoid the people but jesus said no 
Do not send these people away. Instead, we need to feed them. Now, I am an extroverted person, and I love to have people over. So I often invite people to stay or come over for dinner. Well, when I do that, my wife is not always happy when I just spring it on her. Hey, we're having eight people over. We're playing games. She likes to have a warning, a heads up that people are coming over. Why? Because it takes work to host people, right? It takes work to host people for a meal. It takes planning, preparation. You got to clean the bathroom. But Jesus just springs it on the disciples. We need to feed these people. Now, if I'm Peter, the head disciple, I would begin to look around at the crowd and panic, anxiety, right? I have no money. I can't all of a sudden hire a caterer. The only group able to handle this would be the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, and they haven't even been invented yet. So what is a disciple supposed to do? Talk about an anxiety-producing situation. The 12 disciples have to provide food for about eight to 10,000 people. Now, in the Bible, this is called the feeding of the 5,000 because that's all the Bible records. There were 5,000 men, the Bible says. Not people, but 5,000 men. But the Bible also says there were women and children present. They just don't say how many. But we do know there were 5,000 men. So what we are looking at is about three to 5,000 more people than mentioned in the Bible. And some people think they had to feed it closer to eight to 10,000 people. And some commentators I read thought, no, they're actually going to have to feed closer to 15 to 20,000 people that they had to feed. I don't know. All of it would make me anxious. All of it would make me incredibly... How are you supposed to feed all these people? So let's just round it. Let's hit a middle number. They actually had to feed 12,000 people. This is clearly anxiety-producing moment for the disciples. And what are they supposed to do? Well, first of all, they come to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, we have all these people... Let's send them away and let's send them to the towns and villages and the surrounding areas so they can get something to eat. To which Jesus responds with, no, you feed them. All right, now what? Well, what do they do? They look to themselves at this point. Well, we've tried Jesus. He says we got to feed him. Well, let's search the crowd. Okay, maybe the people have their own food. And if we collect everybody's food and how much food does that person have over there? Are they willing to share? How much food over there? Has anyone checked to make sure there's not a Chick-fil-A in the local town? In the end, they come up empty. And they come back to Jesus and say, what are we supposed to feed them with? There's no food to feed this many people, Jesus. And then they say this, all we could find were five loaves of bread and two fishes. I mean, that's pretty pathetic. That is all they could come up with in the face of Eight to ten to twelve thousand people, that's all they can find is five loaves of bread and two fishes. Now it's interesting, the bread back then they would have found would probably have been a flat sourdough type of bread. 
Grain for bread was ground by the women on two grinding stones, one author wrote. The lower one fixed, the upper one rotating. The grain was mixed with water and then fermented dough, and it was kept for this purpose, and it was kneaded into the dough, which was left to rise. Then the thin, flat circles of dough were slapped onto the hot stones in the fire or placed in a bread oven if the family had one. So they would grind out, again, that grain... They would then add fermented dough, and then they'd knead it all together, and they'd flatten it out. Then they would place it on a hot griddle of some kind, or they would put that dough into an oven. And there you have it. A nice, flat piece of bread. So bread eaten in the region at the time was generally a simple bread made from barley flour. So when you think of five loaves, you know, it wasn't like five loaves of sliced bread from Walmart or wherever. A nice big long loaf of bread. No, it was probably, think more like pita bread, you know, or a flat tortilla. So he had five of those. And then they had two fishes. Now, when you think fishes, you got to think more like sardine size, small not big at all. So all the disciples could find were five pita breads or, or, or five tortillas and two sardines. That's it. That's all the disciples could find to give to Jesus. But to their credit, notice what they did every time. They kept coming back to Jesus. They tried some things in their own strength, and ultimately they failed. And, and to their credit, right, they kept coming back to the only one who could deal with their problem, Jesus. You know, I just want to say, if we're going to deal with anxiety, that's the best way to start, is by coming to Jesus with your anxious thoughts and feelings. And, and Paul says, right, to cast all our worries on Jesus, for he cares for us. Paul told us instead of being anxious, we need to pray. We need to come to Jesus. We need to seek his face. And the disciples demonstrated that the way to deal with pressure and anxious moments is to come to Jesus first. So Jesus takes the little we bring him and then he makes much from it. Jesus, first of all, praise and thanks the Father for the food he has provided. Five tortillas and two sardines. And then he breaks the bread and begins to divide the bread and the fish amongst some baskets. And then he keeps breaking that bread. And then he keeps breaking that bread. And then he keeps breaking that bread. You know, I can imagine he breaks the bread and then he halves the fish. He breaks the bread and he halves the fish. And he does it again and again and again. Maybe the first time Jesus broke the bread into two and, and four parts, and then he put them in a basket, and then he took the half he had and broke that into two and four parts, and then he did it again, and the baskets began to fill, and they were filled all over and over again. And then the disciples went out and shared these baskets amongst the people. They took one basket full of the fish and maybe one basket full of the bread. And the people took some for themselves and then they took some of the fish and then they passed it along. <laughs> and they went through this crowd of 8 to 12 to maybe 20,000 people. 
And they ran out of stuff. So then they went back and Jesus is breaking bread and Jesus is separating fish and he's putting it more and more back into their baskets. And then they go right back out there again until all of the people, all of them were fed. And not only that, the Bible says they had 12 basketfuls left over. 12 baskets. Now, how many disciples are there? 12. Just enough so the disciples could eat. God provided all their needs and more. What a savior. What a provider for his children and their needs. You know, why do we worry? If Jesus did that for these people, and some of these people would later reject him at the cross. Some of these people are the ones who would be yelling to crucify him. If Jesus was willing to do all of that for some who would end up hating him, why do we who are saved not trust that Jesus will take care of us? Why do I struggle with trusting God to provide for me? Why do I get scared that Jesus will not watch over me? When I hear this story, I think, I just got to trust Jesus more. Well, one reason we struggle with anxiety is because we are human and we easily forget and we get caught up in the moment and the short memories that we have, that ability to forget is about to be demonstrated by the disciples in a most spectacular way. Well, if you want to hear that story, come back next week. But for now, let's trust our beautiful, wonderful Savior who promises to provide all our needs. We just have to trust. And if you're struggling with anxiety, go to Jesus first. Pray. Seek his face. Because he is an ever-present help and a comfort in times of trouble. Thank you for listening to Bald Head Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Bald Head Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.